Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thank you for coming along on the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kapler. Growingingrace.org, the place to find all of our past podcasts. And uh, you can also connect with us online there and on Facebook, facebook.com slash graceroots, youtube.com slash graceroots, at graceroots on Twitter, and uh, so on and so forth in this uh, age in which everybody's so connected together. Love it. It's actually a good thing. It's really been helpful for us on this podcast to get the message out. Uh, Sometimes we get some negative responses at the time of this recording. Yesterday, I spent quite a bit of time yesterday (laughs) going back and forth with somebody. A really uh, nice conversation, but a huge disagreement with somebody uh, regarding what we believe here on the Growing in Grace podcast. And that's okay. In the church, there's going to be disagreement. There's going to be some big disagreements, too. We don't always have to agree with everybody. In order for the body of Christ to be effective, it's okay. Sometimes we need to part ways. Sometimes we just need to say, all right, let's agree to disagree. And then sometimes people are pretty nasty about things, and it's not so pleasant, but I try to avoid those things. <laughs> anymore yeah, anyway imagine imagine uh thinking that you're always right well mm-hmm. that's got to be a miserable way to live <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yeah and that's this conversation yesterday it seemed like it was going along very nicely and then right at the end there's a little a few little jabs there from the other person i thought okay spend enough time with this time to move on all right so now don't leave us hanging here. Can can you give us a nutshell version of what the biggest disagreement was? Oh, it had it had to do with Hebrews twenty six, big controversial one. The conversation started off with from that. It's a video that I had posted on YouTube regarding Hebrews twenty six. Um, you're, you're talking about uh, ten twenty six, right? Yeah, Hebrews ten twenty six. That's what I that's what I meant to say. And uh, various questions that this other person was asking me regarding, you know, he's of the opinion that if you sin willfully, and we've done podcasts on this as well, but he's of the opinion that if you sin, then the sacrifice of Christ doesn't count for you. You know, it it was that type of conversation. And so uh, I tried to be really calm all the way through it. It was, and like I said, it was a nice conversation, but it just ended up where we, I said, do we just disagree and... You're being a little bit nasty here, so I'm moving on and yeah, condescending. Yeah, and there are times where you, you just have to do that. But, yeah, isn't, isn't that something, though? Because I, I can totally relate because uh, 25 years ago or so, I, I might have been saying, I, I don't know what they said, but I might have been saying some of the same things that they were trying to argue about. Fortunately, I, I came into you know a better understanding of, of what the gospel is. I don't begin to even understand most of it, but I, I did get past some things that traditional Christianity communicated to me that just weren't right. It, it's a funny thing. Some of the people who get the most upset with us grace radicals is that we believe the work of Jesus Christ was a finished work that he has gifted us with salvation and, and righteousness and sanctification, forgiveness, and all of those things. Somehow, when you're talking with somebody, perhaps like what you were just referring to, Joel, I think sometimes these people think that 
they are still part of the factor. What they contribute or don't contribute is going to decide their eternal fate. Look, uh, we simply believe in, in something that God did for us on our behalf because we were not going to be able to perfectly fulfill the need, the requirement. So is sin a bad thing? Of course it is. You, you've heard us say that a million times on this podcast. It hurts people, and, and it's just something that we uh, should stay away from. And as believers, it's just not a part of who we are. But to say that some people go out there and, and commit sins, and now the blood of Jesus Christ is of no value to you, is a gross misunderstatment, to say the least, and, and a, a complete misrepresentation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like saying that, okay, Hebrews says he it was the once-for-all sacrifice for sins, the, the one sacrifice for all sins for all time, except for the ones that you commit. You know, it's basically yeah. what they're saying. Or except <laughs> for the ones that you commit willfully. Well, okay, all my sins so far have been on accident, so I guess I'm okay. Uh, you know... <laughs> It's it's just that type of thing. So or, it, or I've I've reduced the sin count, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I don't sin as much as I used to, and I, I'm trying harder. And that that is one thing that I I mentioned to this person. I said whether it's your 30 sins, or whether it's my 100 sins, or whether it's somebody else's 100,000 sins, or something like that. Maybe I said 10,000. Each of those sins, every one of them, the blood of Jesus has taken them away. And that's the thing. It, and, and obviously. I don't have one only 100 sins. He doesn't have only 30. But it was obvious, obviously making a point there that even if someone has 30, even if someone has 100, even if someone has 100 million sins, the blood of Jesus was sufficient for every single one of them. That's what the book of Hebrews is about. Now, obviously, that's not the point of this podcast here, but I think part of what we want to do here on this podcast always is to encourage people not to sin, but to remember that all of your sins have been taken away from the smallest one to even the worst of the worst of the worst, and even your repetitive ones. The blood of Jesus took away every single one of them. And so we can move forward, not thinking about, ooh, what can I get away with? What sins can I get away with today? But wow, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, how can I go about living this day as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Yeah, it takes away the sin consciousness. Grace exactly. does that. What this guy is talking about will, will leave people trapped, as earlier in Hebrews chapter 10 the writer was talking about. They leave them trapped in a, in a guilty conscience. So, mm-hmm. well, we, uh, we obviously took a good part of our program here to, to jump off the rails here a little bit and, and – uh, have a little sidebar with you about what uh, Joel was dealing with on social media. But let's try and wrap up this segment of our series summarizing the Scripture. We've just been talking in the last couple of weeks about the Psalms and the Prophets and how perhaps those passages in the Old Testament Scriptures, many of them aren't necessarily meant to be applied to our lives today, even though a lot of people think they find some really encouraging and comforting Scriptures uh, in the Psalms and and Proverbs and and, Psalms. other passages perhaps in the Old Testament that they, they think they can apply to their personal situation in their life. I'll say it one more time that I'm not saying that can't be the case sometimes, but more times than not, I am of the opinion over time I've, I've gravitated and, and you know evolved into this mindset, but I, I believe that the Psalms and the prophets are more about Jesus than they are about us. And in some cases, uh, they're about people under the Old Covenant law showing the hopelessness of their situation 
and the need for a savior to deliver them from that hopeless situation under the law in that first covenant. So uh, we kind of finished up the the program last week with Jesus. Uh, Joel referred to something in Acts, and right before that I mentioned that Jesus had been teaching his disciples after the resurrection. He walked in, kind of spooked them a little bit, and began to teach them, though, Luke 24, 45, he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. That's one verse, and that's that's a power-packed verse. Mm-hmm. He opened their minds <laughs> to understand the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures, specifically the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, and how they wrote about him is what he was pointing out. That This is what they were saying about me. And I don't think Jesus was just a small ingredient in those passages. You mentioned the word cryptic before, Joel, where it's sometimes it's hard to, to decipher exactly what's being said or what's being revealed in the scriptures, and certainly in, in those where the prophets and the Psalms may have been referring to Jesus Christ. And sometimes we always want to we always want to be a part of the part of the game plan, right? We want to apply those things to us in my situation. I got this verse from the Lord. Um, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes we take it out of context and we try to apply something that just isn't meant to be applied after the cross. But we can learn from those things. We'll say it for the fourth time in the last two or three weeks. We're not saying tear those pages out of your Bible. We're not saying that. Just understand them in the context that they were given and why they were given. And um, I think, Joel, that there's just so much more in those Old Testament passages that are about Jesus. Again, from the beginning of the Bible to the end, it's really all about him. And they were looking forward to the day where a deliverer would come. Right. That's indeed what it was. And Paul even brings this out. At the beginning of his uh, first epistle to the Corinthians, in, in 1 Corinthians, well, not at the beginning, but at the beginning of the 15th chapter, I should say, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says this, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And now, you're not going to find a Scripture at least not that I know of, that says, on the third day, Christ will rise from the dead. Uh, You're not going to find that. You and I were talking about that before we started recording today, that uh, I don't know if there's a scripture that says that specifically, but Paul says that according to the scriptures, that is what was going to happen. And of course, we can look to things like Isaiah. He says, yet it pleased, well, he says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So maybe that's part of what Paul was talking about when he said that according to the scriptures, Christ died for our sins. And with just a couple minutes left, I'll uh, pass it back to you and we can wrap this up. Well, let's stay on this rock right here. I know we only have a couple minutes left, but that's a a great point. I I don't know that you're going to find the specific verse that says that Christ must suffer you'll find that, but that he would suffer and and die and rise three days later. Jesus referred to the story of Jonah. We talk about cryptic. 
Hmm. Um, Jonah, you know, in the heart of the fish for three days and three nights. Jesus said he would be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And so that that was his evidence. That was his proof when people were asking for it. That's the only evidence that he would give at that time. So you, you can kind of see that the cryptic messages here. But Luke 24 Jesus referring back to the scriptures, the old covenant scriptures, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Was it not necessary, Luke 24, 26, when Jesus was telling these guys who were walking along the road, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into glory? It was necessary. You'll hear some people out there in some grace fringe circles who say it wasn't necessary for Christ to suffer. Mm -hmm. Even Jesus said it was necessary. Mm -hmm. And and, and even here at the end of Luke 24, that I was just reading from, Uh, Jesus said that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. He said it was written in the scripture that it said that. I can't find that specifically, but my point is that these Psalms and prophets and these Old Testament passages that were pointing to Christ, I'm telling you, somehow or another, it's in there. We just don't always see it because we think somehow we're supposed to be gaining some sort of comfort and understanding that applies to our lives instead of looking for something that may be applying to Christ in some of those passages. And with that, we wrap up the Old Testament uh, portion of our Summarizing the Scripture series. We spent several weeks on that. Probably won't spend as long in the New Testament, but we will cover various things, such as when did the New Covenant begin? That's very important. I think we'll talk about that next week. We'll be talking in the weeks to come about the life of Jesus, about Paul and the actual gospel, things like that. So stay tuned as we continue our Summarizing the Scripture series next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.